right, next one's from Colton Leo, and they said, if Pokemon Go ditched shiny Pokemon, it'd be like eating a Pokeball-shaped cookie and realizing there's no chocolate inside. Still tasty, but missing that sweet surprise. Where else would we get our dopamine hits? In Monster Hunter. Beating a Monster Hunt, Monster Hunt without getting hit. Yeah. <laughs> Magnifique. <laughs> yeah, no, 100% dope. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. It's going down. We're yelling timber during October's Community Day. Back in 20, we're out to play with a new event. Go out and play on a new hatch day? You know I Azure will. Keep a lookout for falling items from Bombardier, this week's Pokalore subject, and more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 253. It is September 26th, yet another Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle, how you doing this week? I'm here. You are. <laughs> I'm yes. here. Just like just like the previous episode can confirm, Kyle is indeed here. But you know who wasn't here last week? Both of us. Uh, an episode did not happen, and that's all right. <laughs> we have so much to talk about this week. Uh, trust me, we won't be missing anything. Um, last night, though, I did record a new show, which will, will be revealed to all y'all soon. It'll be in the feed and everything. It is a take on our interview uh, bonus episodes, but a little bit more refined with a little bit more formula, I suppose, and intent and also a, a new co-host that you will recognize from other places. So I'm very excited to get that out to everybody. It'll be fantastic. But enough is enough about anything else. It's go cast time. Yes, it is. Uh, big shout out to two brand new patrons of ours since the last time we gave y'all a shout out. Big, big thank you to Marianne H and Adam Drake. Thank you very, very much for your support and all that good stuff. Uh, more about Patreon and patronage at the end of the episode. Uh, so, Mr. Kyle, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, <laughs> we set some goals. And to just sort of take us all back, because time moves so fast, there's always something going on in the world of Pokemon <laughs> Go. What were yeah. we looking at? We were looking at Oddish Research Day and nothing else <laughs> at the time, right? So for yourself, you wanted to do gifting, just generally speaking, gifting. Did that happen for you? No. Okay. All right. Uh, what about mega progress? No. What about new buddy progress? Not going to lie. I totally forgot about this one. So like, okay, that wasn't going to happen regardless of other circumstances. So no. <laughs> and what about 300,000 experience? I did do that. All right, my man. Okay, I, I, got like, I got like a million ish. Something oh, like that. Wow. Okay, cool. Is, is that including the XP from Grubbin Day? It is. Yeah. Okay. Good. So, it, it counts. Whatever. It's. I mean, Robin Day was mostly recording. a plus plus day. So definitely, definitely, we'll talk about that in just a second here. <laughs> uh, for myself, I wanted to catch uh, ten shiny Oddish. I caught, I believe, ex no, I caught eight. I caught eight shiny Oddish. I did a hundred and six research tasks Ugh, and fell short God. just by two. 
Um, dude, I, I don't know how that even happened. I thought when I sat back down to crunch my numbers, I'm like, man, I think I did like 50 or 60 research tasks. I was feeling good about it. And then I was like, no way. 106? Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so not on that, but 500,000 Stardust was my next goal. And I did do that. I crushed it. 50 eggs that week. I did crush it. Um, what's funny is that last week, um, which wasn't in my our original parameters for these goals, I walked the most I've walked in a really long time, like 47 some odd kilometers. But I wasn't buying incubators, nor was I really actively playing Go. Um, and I only hatched like last week, like 36 or some some odd eggs. But the week prior was 50 plus. <laughs> so that's great. So, yeah, the elephant in the room that we're referring to that might have gotten in the way of our Pokemon Go play is Monster Hunter now. Um, and we did mention it two weeks ago, and now it's been two weeks. And how are we feeling about Monster Hunter now, now, Kyle? Is, is this where we do our Monster Hunter Minute? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Yeah, our unofficial segment, Monster Hunter Minute. Let's let's bang it out right now. <laughs> then we can get uh, into all the news. Someone else can start a timer because we're not going to. Monster no. Hunter Now is so good. It is. And I am biased because I like Monster Hunter in general. But like it is, I have actively gone out and played every single day before work and on my way home after work every single day since it came out. What you should clarify is when you say before work, what time are we talking about? Because that speaks volumes. I, two days a week, I open at Starbucks. And so I have to be at work at 4.30 a.m. Uh, I guess it's only one day right now because I start a little bit later on another day. The day I went in at 4.30 a.m., I left the house 25 minutes before I usually would just so that I could go to where I knew all the gathering points and monster spawns were <laughs> before I went to work. I went out at 4 a.m. before work because I felt the game was enjoyable enough to do that. We're talking 2019 levels of Pokemon Go engagement. That you're like, I am compelled to play and therefore will sacrifice the most precious thing to me, my sleep, to go and do yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know anything about the game and the idea of more AR and GPS location games is appealing to you, it's very good. It is very good. And yeah, yes, it's made by Niantic and it it does a lot of things right. The monetization, monetization, not good. Don't worry about that, though, because you don't need it. It's true. It's true. You really don't. It does a good job of setting up for success. Um, but I think most importantly, my biggest takeaway is that it's actually a video game with gameplay elements that reward you being mm -hmm. good and punish you for being bad. And uh, it feels fair. You know, like, oh, yeah, no, that was my bad. I, I got too greedy and then I got hit. You know, there's all that sort of stuff in there. So uh, and we're not being we're not being paid by Niantic to promo this game. We both no, legitimately think to, I will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. Absolutely. Niantic, you're listening <laughs> just retroactively because we're about to show this game probably every week for a while. Uh, no, it's uh, we, we both think it's a great game and would recommend it. So, yeah, great. Yeah. OK, Monster Hunter done. It's yep. Pokemon Go time once again, which means that we're going to hop right into the news because, boy, is there a lot of it. Yo, what up? Welcome to the news. Okay. First piece of, of news isn't news. Well, it is, it is news because we didn't really cover it on the show, but this past weekend was Grubbin Community Day. Um, and so we didn't get a chance to really set any goals or anything like that, but uh, I made my way out to the Chicago Botanic Gardens with a couple of friends of mine. 
Um, and Kyle, you played in a local park, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I went out and played. Cool. Sure. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and I had set a soft goal for myself of 20, and I did manage to do that. But by the skin of my teeth, I got exactly 20. I got an extra one on the way home off of somebody's <laughs> some sort of spawn thing. Um, but cool Pokemon. Great day. Good bonus. No complaints. What about you, Kyle? No, I got 15 shinies. Yo. Uh, all but two of those were from my plus plus. So there's that. I not gonna lie, I played more Monster Hunter than I did Pokemon that day. Sure. But uh it was fine. I had no issues. I still struggled to throw excellence when I was catching Grubbin. It was a little annoying. But other than that, it was just, just good. Yeah. Just good. Yeah. Yeah, really nothing bad to say about it at all. That I was I forgot like what the shiny looked like. I remember what Vikavolt looked like, but I forgot mm. that he was red. And I was like, oh, this is yeah, great so shiny. Good. Great really shiny. Good. Yeah, really good. So we hope that you guys had a great, successful Grubbin Community Day, uh, just like we did. Um, or if you went out and hunted monsters, that you also enjoyed that, I suppose. <laughs> okay, so first and foremost for real news here is the October content update. And it was released as an infographic again, which is, you know, has become the norm. So maybe I'll stop bringing that up every single time, but who knows. Uh, so we're going to go section by section and talk about this, about what's coming out for our uh, October. So in five-star raids, this is of no surprise now. Our current five-star raid bosses are the legendary beasts, Raiko, Entei, Suicune. We talked about it two weeks ago. Kyle did a great gear up segment. They're all shiny available. Grab your missing pieces, get what you need, but don't worry about it meta-wise. I believe that was our nutshell last time. Yeah. Raikou Entei usable, but probably not worth all of your raid passes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then coming up after that, because those end October 6th, uh, Guzzlord is coming back. Guzzlord has been in five-star raids before. What's exciting about this time is that it is shiny available, and shiny Guzzlord is incredible. It looks really, really good. Uh, so you should definitely do that. And then after that, October 20th through November 3rd is going to be Darkrai, Shiny, possible coming back to raids as well. We've seen this come back. When it first came out as Shiny, it was a big deal because it was one of the only ways, if the only way, in order to get a proper Shiny Darkrai. And so for that alone, it still remains exciting, um, especially with Home kind of getting its act together lately. Also worth mentioning for those who care, Guzzlord can be soloed. Really? It can be soloed. It is Dark Dragon, four times weak to fairy. Mega Gardevoir would make it a fairly easy solo, but even without a Mega, people were doing it when it was first well, released. So A, a fairly so a, easy yeah. solo? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Thanks. So right. if, if that kind of thing is your jam, it can be pretty cool. Yeah. Absolutely. We would recommend it for the shiny or just to get it. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, but let's talk about mega rates. Uh, what's what's really nice is that through October 6th, the mega guard of war is still in rates. So if you need to work on that in order to, uh, you know, solo your Guzzlord, you still mm-hmm. have an opportunity to prepare. And then after that is also not a bad option, though. Definitely not as good because it's not going to be doing fairy uh, four times. But mega Gengar will be in there from October 6th through October 20th mega raids shiny available and then the 20th through november 3rd is mega bennett also shiny available and our shadow legendary uh for this entire 
quarter or season is Shadow Mole Trace. Not shiny available. Not shiny available, which is odd. Uh, I mean, according to this infographic, I haven't seen anybody post one, so I really don't think it actually came out. So wild, wild, wild. So there's that. Let's take a look next at, oh, I was about to look at, at showcases, but that's the whole infographic. <laughs> Let's do Spotlight <laughs> Hours next. October 3rd. Oh, Spotlight Hours are on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. local time. Uh, so on October 3rd, you'll see Slowpoke. It can be shiny with the associated bonus of two times candy for transferring Pokemon. October 10th, Shroomish can be shiny, two times XP for evolving. October 17th, Punkaboo can be shiny, two times Stardust for catching. Phantump on October 24th, not shiny eligible as of yet, two times XP for catching. And lastly, on Halloween itself, October 31st, your mask can be shiny, two times candy for catching Pokemon. That is a fun one to have on Halloween. Very cool. Uh, the candy bonus. It's your mask. You know, it's great. Uh, no complaints. You know, and they get lucky that it was on a Tuesday, you know, but at the same they time, it just it, it feels good. <laughs> That's but, neat. But why aren't the first two ghosts? Um, because during the Psychic Spectacular uh, is, no, it's not October. It, it's over. Out to Play is, no. Not, out to out Play, to play will is be over. On the Mystery second. event, which we'll get to in a second, is going to be going. So, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't have like, a good what? answer. Sure, Slowpoke is the third, whatever. It's the right start. No, the don't give them that. <laughs> the Shroomish, obviously Shroomish is exciting. I'm not going to say don't catch Shroomish, but it should have been yeah. Ghost. Should have been Sableye. That should have been Sableye. That should have been Sableye. Stardust. They have the Harvest Festival on their events from the 12th to the 17th, but this is on the 10th. Again, it's outside of that window. That's all. I'm just, look, this is going to be a reoccurring theme. It's salty about ghosts, but why? Anyways. <laughs> well, then I think maybe we should talk about those events. So September 27th through October 2nd is out to play. We'll cover that. We have the details. It's one of the next pieces. A mystery event from the 5th through the 9th. A Go Battle Weekend from the 7th to the 8th, so that'll be nested within that mystery event. Harvest Festival from the 12th through the 17th. Community Day on October 15th, nested in that Harvest Festival. And we do also have the Community Day uh, information, so we'll talk about that. Incense Day on October 21st. Not sure what that is quite yet. And then Halloween Part 1 starts on October 19th through October 26th. And then Halloween Part 2 plus Team Go Rocket Takeover will be from the 26th through the 31st. Halloween is a very exciting time in the world of Pokemon. They always do it big. They always do it well. Uh, so if you're like, can I get excited about this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can. You can. Cool. Uh, for Raid Hours, really quick, October 4th, we'll see the Legendary Beasts in the death throes of their time period with us. October 11th and 18th will both sport Guzzlord. And on the 25th, we'll see Darkrai. So uh, target appropriately. All right. And here's the big lift here. Pokestop showcases. There's there's quite a few of them. <laughs> from the 30th to the 2nd of October. So, sorry, to clarify, from September 30th to October 2nd, Growlithe and Hisui and Growlithe will both be in Pokestop uh, showcases. That'll make a little bit more sense here when we talk, start talking about the events. October 5th through October 9th and October 12th through October 13th are two mysteries. On October 15th, uh, we'll feature Timber on and Conkelder. 
Uh, and so I guess that's tipping the hand on what the community day might be, you know, on that same day. On the 16th and the 17th will be Pumpkaboo and its evolution Gorgeist. The 20th through the 22nd will be Shuppet and its evolution Bennett. And then uh, from the 23rd through the 25th, they're kind of breaking up the Halloween event into like three day chunks. So the 23rd through the 25th is a mystery. The 26th through the 28th is Phantom. And then the 29th through the 31st of October, the end of the month, Kyle's going to get first places in everyone he can find. It's Ghastly and Gengar both <laughs> having their opportunity to be showcased. So there's that. Cool. Um, any of this October jumping out to you? I mean, obviously Halloween, right? But is there a specific detail that you're like, oh, okay. I think for me, it's the ones that they're keeping a mystery for, like, the Harvest Festival. Yeah. I'm wondering if we're going to get, like, Bramblin for the Harvest Festival. Oh. oh. See if they're still on the Paldea thing. There are not that many ghosts left that would make sense for regular whatever drops. Yeah. Bramblin, Grievard. Uh, I mean, we don't have Sinisty yet. Sinisty. There's obviously there's like. There's also the new Chai versions of those if they want to cross promote. Yeah. Poltergeist and Sinistra. Yes. Poltergeist and Sinistra. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So uh, that's that's my guess there. What is the fifth and the ninth? Like the fact there's three mysteries is kind of interesting. Which actually leads me to a question then for you. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about knowing every showcase in advance? Um, I kind of like it because that means that if I'm going to do mass transfers, I can make a, make a search string and save it that excludes these so I don't miss out. Um, because a lot of people are like me and either they're at the, gap, the, the cap of Pokemon storage that they bought up to or at the top cap like I am. And they just don't have time to get rid of stuff. You know, People that play a lot, you know. So I like it, yeah. but at the same time, it's kind of nice. Sort of like it was sort of like a catch cup. It's like, oh, I didn't know I needed pumpkaboos. So well, they're out now. I guess I'll go grab one. And yeah, know. see, that's that's the biggest appeal for showcases for me personally. I don't. I mean, I'm saving XXL and XX small Pokemon when I catch them, at least a couple of each. But like, I don't want my inventory to look like that. Like, yeah. Unless I want the Pokemon, I don't want to keep an extra small and an extra large of every single one. I don't have enough space. And not even that, but like three of each. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I have no dream of ever doing that. So, like, yeah. I kind of like the idea of not knowing until the day of, except for obvious examples like uh, Community Day and maybe a featured event, for example, like that. I do like it when they're more than one day long, too, because it gives you an opportunity to uh, sort of look around, hunt around. And then there is that metagame of managing which one of your three is in which uh, showcase. And Mm -hmm. that only really gets to be interesting if you get to sit there for a few days and like casually battle it out with somebody for rank three or whatever, (laughs) you know, so. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, for me, I mean, Halloween is undoubtedly very, very exciting. Although I think my big takeaway is Shiny Guzzlord, if I really had to pick. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. It's going to be sweet. Cool. 
Cool, cool, cool. So why don't we dig into some of these events then? The uh, Out to Play event. Adventure awaits during the Out to Play event. Trainers, get ready to adventure and explore your favorite routes during the new Out to Play event in Pokemon Go. Enjoy event bonuses and featured Pokemon encounters and read on to learn more about the updates in store for routes. Plus, for the first time, trainers around the world will be able to encounter shiny Hisuian Growlithe if they're lucky. This has been overdue, in my opinion. I'm I'm very hyped for Hisuian Growlithe because I hatch a lot of eggs. So I don't it, know if the shiny looks any good. Speaking of hatching eggs, I hatched a Larvesta today. My man, you did. Is it any good? <laughs> no, it's terrible. It's 10, 12, oh, 10. Oh, man. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter. You got that candy. That's really what matters. <laughs> <laughs> well congratulations uh but when is this out to play event it is wednesday september 27th to monday october 2nd at 8 p.m local time it's starting tomorrow as of the day of this recording oh it's wow. the same coloration as growlith yes Weird. it is yeah. i would have expected something different and that means Hisuian arcanine looks really sick yeah yeah it looks really good uh, wild encounters for this event you can expect to see out your window uh, Psyduck, Growlithe, Onyx, Eevee, Phoebus, Wubat, Palmy, and Arcanine, if you're lucky. In eggs, both in 2 kilometers and 7 kilometers. So if you want an easy hatch, you can roll the dice. Or if you want a guaranteed target, you can open your gifts. There you go. It doesn't seem to have a boosted shiny rate, though. So just bear that in mind that you're going to be doing this full odds hunting for this, this Histuian Growlithe shiny. So just factor that into your calculations, whatever that means to you. Uh, event bonuses, Kecleon will be appearing more frequently at Pokestops. I cannot tell you how important <laughs> this is. Well, hopefully it actually feels like it's increased. Uh, but I have so many friends that play this game very casually that are still working on this. That are just like, I have one Kecleon out of my tent that they need or whatever, right? And I'm just like, I'm not even on that stage still. <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> you need you need to get there for this event because otherwise it's a painful grind. So I'm at ten best buddies, so that's basically never gonna happen. <laughs> this is the week you got to get it done. Get it I done. would rather die than have to change buddies seven times a day. Well, you don't have to do it seven times a day. You just need one more. No, no, I only have five, four best buddies. Oh, whatever. I thought you were saying you needed one left. Oh, no, okay. no, I have. I'm on that step. My gotcha who did i even do last oh lola marowak was number five so that's five best buddies yeah this is starting tomorrow you really won't have time i don't think no no I won't. well it's cool to see the the bonus it exists let's see if it works <laughs> can kecleon be shiny no no so it like, can't the bonus exists only for the people on that step that's kind oh. of the funny part we should clarify before people are like, uh, yes, it can. It was shiny in Hoenn Tour, but it is not shiny now. Correct. The global shiny is not turned on. Right. Okay. Uh, other bonuses include three times XP for completing a route and earned buddy candy faster when exploring routes with your buddy. Those are similar to the event that we had when the routes first came out. So those are not new. Uh, field research task encounters. So if you get event themed research tasks and they have an encounter as a reward these four pokemon are what you could possibly get slash c hisuian growlith another chance at that shiny hisuian sneasel hisuian quillfish and palmy uh, timed research free event exclusive timed research focused on routes 
and exploring your surroundings will be available throughout the event. Complete the research tasks to earn items, Stardust, and encounters with his Sui and Growlithe. I think you can expect to see, like, you know, complete a route, um, earn buddy candies while walking with your buddy, stuff like that. Paid timed research. So if you want to pay the $2 US uh, or your equivalent pricing tier in your local currency, you'll be able to access additional event exclusive timed research. And, and with that, you can complete those event themed research tasks to receive the following six encounters with a and Growlithe, five encounters with a regular Cantonian Growlithe, two incubators and one super incubator. They're really leaning into the, the hatching part of this event, which is pretty <laughs> sick from my perspective. I could see from another perspective that it's really kind of frustrating, especially considering that this event uh, came out close to another blog post for an event that is actually a hatch day. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a lot of eggs all over the place. So I do feel y'all that are not into that, but uh, that's too bad. I'm living my best life over here. <laughs> uh, event bundles. There'll be a special Voyager box in the in-game shop. They had a list of items. It sounded all right, but you're going to find a much better deal and you will continue to find better deals on the web store. And they are uh, promoting this ultra hacks uh, hatch box bundle in said web store and seems to be in their opinion, the end all be all when it comes to your hatching and incubator needs. So that'll be cool to see. Um, I might actually buy another bundle. It's been a hot minute for me uh, in Pokestop showcases. It will feature Hisui and Growlithe Growlithe um, and a new avatar item will be added to the game. The Hisuian, the Hisuian Growlithe wig. So the bangs, the curls, the it's covering good. your eyes. It's, it's good. great. Good stuff. Yep. <laughs> and then here are some route updates, route updates, whatever you'd like. Uh, we've continued to make improvements to this feature since its launch. Here are some of the updates trainers can enjoy right now. Increased route availability across the globe. A lower level requirement for trainers to create routes. Several quality of life improvements, including seeing more routes listed in the nearby menu. Directional arrows on routes and a running count of the Zygarde cells you've collected in the Zygarde cube details. Note how none of these are, it'll start working on more phones just outright. I'm not sure if stability has really improved all that much. People have sort of stopped talking about routes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you at home are like really into the routes and you've noticed a big change or whatever the case might be, we want to hear from you because the people that we talk to, which is a lot of people, nobody seems to be talking about routes like at all. So. Uh, in the future, trainers can expect routes to continue springing up around the world as more are approved. In addition, you can look forward to the following changes. More trainers will be able to create routes, and they mean the, like lowering the levels so it's more accessible for lower level trainers. Uh, trainers will be able to find Zygarde cells more often while exploring routes. That is very much needed because a lot of people are just losing them because the route will complete before the Zygarde cell that they were owed, more or less, even spawns on the map. You have to do a lot of like really finicky, strange stuff. The The current hack, yeah. for lack of a better phrase, is that if as soon as you start getting close to the end, you pause, you walk ahead of your route, you give that cell time to spawn. And then once you get it, if you get it, you go back to where you pause the route, resume and finish. Oh, that's not the current hack that I heard. Oh, what did you I hear? Again, I haven't seen this in maybe two weeks. Okay. Uh, I heard it was get to the end of the route, get like within 50, 60 meters of the end, pause the route, close the game, 
open the game and resume the route and the Zygarde cell should spawn like 90% of the time. Oh, so the only difference being the turn off and come back in, um, that's just forcing a refresh of the spawns. That can also be achieved by waiting. But if you want to make sure that you waited long enough, you can do a reset. And apparently it works like very consistently. So that shows that there's clearly a problem in the system right now. (laughs) I've done this and it does work. Yeah. So I can confirm firsthand. But yes, it seems to be kind of agreed on overall here. Uh, trainers will be able to find Zargard cells more often. That's great. A new notification will be available to inform trainers when there are routes nearby. That's cool as long as it's not annoying and gets in the way of stuff. Uh, various quality of life improvements. Vague, but promising, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. God. We will see. Cool. So there's that. Uh, Kyle, how are you feeling about the out to play event? I'm not going to lie. I saw people like praising this and saying this was a really exciting event. Mm -hmm. It's kind of mid for me. I don't know. I don't know what there is to really be excited about. (laughs) Oh, the except the route update, which isn't really part of the event. It's just nestled in the event posting. Yeah. Which I, I is think good. it's the, the wig. It's great. Honestly, it's the wig for most people. Let's be the honest. The wig is great, but like, yeah. you only can wear so many clothes in this game. <laughs> and sometimes not not together. <laughs> yep, exactly. Can yeah. I get a new Gengar outfit, please? Like, I love the onesie, yeah, but can one. I have like an outfit I can actually pair with clothes, please? You'll get one. Isn't there a Gengar backpack? There is. I'm wearing it. Oh it's the gosh. only thing I can pair with that onesie. You want a hat. You want a hat. I want a hat. Like I a, want a, like a shirt that I could pair with different color pants. I don't know anything. Anyways, yeah, the the spawns are fine. That I don't know. To, to me, that's the that the mid the mid part for me is the wild encounters. The exciting part for me is the Hisui and Growlithe. Lots of opportunities for uh, acquisition in different ways. Egg focus, even if it's a sub focus. Um, and then you know them basically saying, "Hey, yeah, we're working on routes." Please keep doing them because it helps us make them better. You know, like that's cool. I like this. That actually feels like a like a conversation that we're sort of having over the course of events. You know, how much experience does a route currently give? I couldn't tell you. I I I don't check and I don't. I don't think it's a lot. (laughs) No, but three times experience is cool because if you're following routes, you're going to be playing anyways. So like that's exactly yeah. The the standout one for me is a little bit weird event bundles talking about their boxes in particular when for the last 10 months we've had this weird amorphous shop where you don't know what's actually in the shop at any given time depending on who's playing yeah so you have to ask your friend hey what's in your shop is it the same as mine oh i don't have that box Mm -hmm. so it's very i don't know it's very strange that it's like yeah we got these two boxes in here yeah, and I think those will be in addition to some other rotating. Yeah, whatever. Bu- yeah, but but I agree. Stuff. I think it's very good that they're like, hey, here's our intention with this box. <laughs> Go to this place if you want incubators instead, and th- that box will be there. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Cool. Uh, let's move on to the aforementioned Azuril Hatch Day, which is happening this Saturday, real soon, Saturday, September 30th, from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. local time. Feature Pokemon is, of course, Azuril. More frequently from two kilometer eggs. That's great. Event bonuses increase shiny chance of hatching shiny Azuril. 
two times candy from hatching, two times stardust from hatching, and two kilometer eggs will drop much more frequently from focus stops. The last research day, it was like a 95% drop chance, and then you would get like a 5k here, a 10k there, you know. Uh, so it was it was very doable, very good. You aren't going to get like buried in 10ks and then locked out of the event, you know. Uh, field research, event-themed field research tasks will be available when you spin photo discs at Pokestops. Complete the tasks to earn Stardust, Berries, Pokeballs, and experience. And there will be timed research as well, uh, awarding a super incubator and experience. That's going to be available at no cost. Um, and then their usual reminder, hey, yeah, timed research does expire. So you should finish that. <laughs> Claim it and then finish yeah. it. Yeah. So. <laughs> There's that. And there's not really a whole lot to say. This event is either for you or it's not, you know, um, and you can go really hard. Or you can go very casual, but you'll probably walk away with at least one shiny Azrael. If you hatch like nine eggs, good chance. Good chance. Kyle's shaking his head. Still not for you, even though this is really, really not even like rocking the boat. <laughs> this is garbage. I'm sorry. I, I'm not like going to sugarcoat this one. Really? Okay. I was for riolu hatch day i don't have a problem with hatch days if that's what you want to do i'll hatch eggs on a hatch day no big deal as real this pokemon has been featured all over the place forever it's just so unexciting i know a lot of people that don't have one though that have been playing for a long time but i mean like we had the merrill day for mm -hmm. ba go battle day i just it's just it's just not that exciting yeah, you already you yeah. already can only get babies from eggs. So I don't know. It's I would I would hope for a hatch day to be more focused on something that you aren't already hatching eggs to get. What baby Pokemon would you be excited to see a hatch day about? Because Elekid and Magby we did with their dual community day, right? I um I mean I don't think maybe Mime Jr. Maybe. Oh, what about Smoochum? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it would be it would be more acceptable than Azuril for me. It definitely rates higher. You know, it would be strangely hype. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, a Pichu hatch day would be pretty sick. Yeah, like that. If, I mean, I don't have a complaint because I, I mean, Pikachu's Pichu's whatever, and Pikachu is of course Pikachu. Yeah. So it makes more sense to have that as an event, I guess. But I mean. Azrael is Pika Blue, but they could. It's true. Uh, they could also the Pichu could hatch with like the different hats that it's ever had and oh stuff my like God. that. There's no way. There, I'm telling you, there is some contract with the Pokemon Company that stops them from bringing back hats in any way, <laughs> except heavily controlled. There's no yeah. way. Yeah, ain't no way. I'm with you. That's fair. It's a good idea, right? And like we usually say, that means it probably won't happen. Yep. <laughs> cool. Well, there's Azrael Hatch Day. Take it or leave it. I'm gonna take it. Kyle's leaving it. Cool. Uh, October 2023 Community Day. I hope you put A and B together. It is Timber. Timber, Timber, Timber. Pitbull. We love that. Uh, when? Sunday, October 15th from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. local time. Feature Pokemon is Venipede. I'm just kidding. It's Timber. Uh, featured attack. Evolve Girder. Timber's evolution during the event or up to five hours afterward to get a Conkelder that knows the charged attack. Brutal Swing. Brutal Swing is a dark type charge move. In trainer battles and gyms and raids, it has 65 power. Uh, Brutal Swing has been heralded on, on the right Pokemon as very, very good. Time will tell, maybe within this own uh, within this very own episode, um, whether or not that makes Conkelder good or not. So we'll wait for that conversation later. 
Community Day special research story called Muscle Memories, available for US $1 or the local equivalent pricing tier in your country. Event bonuses, it's three times Stardust for catching, two times Candy uh, for catching, and two times uh, Candy XL chance if you can get them from catching. Lure modules and incense last for three hours. The usual stuff. Snapshots up to five. It'll be timber. Additional special trade. Maximum of two for the day. And those will all cost 50% less Stardust. And the four star raids after the fact, if you do them after five o'clock up to 10 p.m., makes more timber spawn. They still have the shiny chance in the radius of the gym. It'll be a four star featuring Girder, the middle evolution. There will be field research tasks that will reward additional encounters with uh, timber, great balls, ultra balls, and more. And stickers exist. They look fine. Stickers look always look really, really good. They've really nailed it. The art's always fantastic. So there's that. So is is timber community a hype, Kyle? You know what's going on here? Because I'm sort of getting like I like I've been told I should probably be hype, but I haven't been convinced yet. Maybe I'll hype you up for gear up, but I'm not going to hype you up right now because I'm going to be upset right now. Can mm. I be upset right now? You can. Oh, you can always be upset. Whatever you want. Where is the ghost type? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, oh how is... are you going to do this to me? It's October. <laughs> it's October. It's ghost season, baby. It's ghost season. <laughs> It's like you could do a rerun. I don't even care. Just like how like, OK, look, Timber is good. This is good. It's a good community day. I'm not upset that it's Timber. I'm just upset that it's not a ghost. And then they go and give it a dark type move. So it's a literal slap in the face for your ghosts. Yeah, I just I don't even. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Great Pokemon. Yeah. Bad timing. Bad timing. And, and middling shiny, in my opinion. Yeah, right. the only value the shiny used to have was that it was very difficult, very uncommon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This shiny has been out, folks at home, uh, and you could raid for it for what now? Two years, I think, something like raid that. Raid in ten Ks, yeah. Raid in ten Ks, yeah. So it's exciting, it's exciting for that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, like I said, we'll we'll talk about whether or not brutal swing makes it brutally better. I suppose um, here in a moment, but yeah, you should. You should get hyped for this community day. It'll be fun at the very least. But yeah, why couldn't it's, it be a ghost? It's not a ghost. It's not a ghost. Banette? Where, where's Banette? I don't where know. is Banette? I've got like 20 shiny Banettes. I'll still do it. <laughs> like, Yeah. So when's our next classic? It, November. November? I, I think the classic is on your birthday, right? Because then the next week is the actual. Oh, yeah, it is. It's on the 5th, right? Yeah. So yeah. cool. Cool. Bonfire night. Great. Um, all right. Well, that's it for the news. We've covered everything like we promised we would. And also like we promised we would. It's time for gear up for a very specific kind of conversation. So this week on gear up, we're going to talk about Conkelder. Just Conkelder. And whether it's any good. Well, OK, cut to the chase. Conkelder is very good. But is it good with Brutal Swing? I'm not going to talk about that yet. Because we're going to talk about counter and dynamic punch, because that's what it's always had. And it's going to be what you want for the most part. And it is a fantastic fighting type. It stands out even in the super crowded field that is fighting types in Pokemon Go. It really has always been a competitor with 
Machamp and Lucario, but it's always been much less available for the most part. You're very unlikely to want to spend the resources to make a team of six Kinkelder, mm -hmm. unless you hatch a ton of eggs, I suppose. Without including Shadows in the conversation, it is significantly better than Machamp and only slightly worse than Lucario, although notably worse than Terrakian, who is number one when you eliminate Shadows and Megas. When you include Shadows, it's still good, although Shadow Machamp is just so much better and it's kind of all over the place. Like yeah. You've had so many opportunities to get Shadow Machamps and the opportunities just continue. So that, that kind of hurts Kinkelder's value because it's not that difficult to get even a bad team of Shadow Machamps to like level 30, which makes it better. But maybe we'll get a Shadow Timber soon. You never know. Also, Shadow Hariyama outperforms Kinkelder. But let's face it, who's building Shadow Hariyama? If I had a Shadundo, I would absolutely kit one out. But like... Over six Shadow Machamps. If I had six Shadundo Machamps, I have one. <laughs> I mean, one. it's fair. Like, so Shadow Hariyama is an option. Shadow Hariyama is very good. But I'd probably just keep chasing the Shadow Machamp. All right, lastly, PvP is a thing. I know very little about it. But on cursory glance, Brutal Swing is very good. Of course, it's an amazing move in general, but I think it flips like seven matchups. Yeah. When you simulate it on PD Poke, it goes from like an 18 and 22 to like 24 and 16 win rate. So like it's it's good. My layman's understanding has something to do with bait move and coverage. I think both. Yeah. Yeah. So that's well, I imagine I imagine the coverage has to be huge because like otherwise you get completely walled by a, a ghost type. Right. Like yeah. just goodbye. Yeah, because Kinkelder is mono fighting type. Yeah. Right. Even though it carries around concrete uh, in both of its hands, not rock. No fighting type only. <laughs> so like I'm excited for Timber Community Day. I just wish it wasn't in October. Yeah, yeah, I feel you, man. But I'll You're go seen. for XL candy. Good. Did you take the day off already? I'm pretty sure I did. We're gonna find out when I we're go gonna, into work tomorrow. We're probably. gonna find out. Look, I don't remember. <laughs> Famous last words. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. My, um, I am uh, infamous for having a terrible attention span and memory. So. That's all good. You're in good company. I promise. That's why these show notes are so detailed. Uh, so we can stay on track together. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. So big takeaway. Timber is going to be great. Well, Conkelder is going to be great. You should do the community day. Brutal Swing. Seems awesome. Might be fantastic in PvP, although wait for a more qualified opinion, like say from Fish and DeFi. You should listen to PvP Corner. Okay, great. Uh, so we're going to take a real short break here. And when we come back, we're going to uh, start up again with Pokalore this week. Welcome back. It is Pokalore time. And this week we're going to be talking about one Pokemon and it's Bombardier, the item drop Pokemon. And while I was unable to secure a shiny in Go, I was able to secure a shiny in 
Scarlet and Violet while playing the Teal Mask. So that's cool. nice. Dude, let me let me tell you. OK, I did a flying type sandwich in order to boost my shiny rates for flying types. Right. Uh, during a, a volibi outbreak. And I walked away from that experience with three shinies. On one sandwich. It that's was a Noibat. And it was a uh, Bombardier and a Hoot Hoot. <laughs> None of which were a Volibi. They're like, what are we doing? Anyway, cool. Uh, Bombardier. Bombardier is a white avian Pokemon resembling a stork. It has black slanted eyes with black eyeliner-like markings around them, a long reddish-pink beak with a rounded bump on the tip, and a small fan-like crest on the back of its head. It has a long neck and tall, thin, reddish-pink legs with three toes facing forward and one toe facing backward on each foot. Its claws are black, as are the feathers on the tips of its wings, on its lower back and on the inside of its tail, which has a squared end. Hanging from Bombardier's chest is a long, white apron made of its own shed feathers, which droops down past its legs. When flying, Bombardier holds the end of this apron in its beak, it uses the apron to gather food, such as basculin, and bring them to its nest. Bombardier also gathers various objects, such as rocks, in its apron, which it then drops from high places for fun. <laughs> it particularly enjoys dropping objects that cause uh, loud noises. In Generation 9, Parting Shot is its signature move. Bombardier is the only known Pokemon that can have Rocky Payload as an ability. <laughs> Uh, max CP at 40 is 2487. At 50, it's 2812. 172 stamina, 172 defense, and 198 attack. Kind of like par for the course for like middling decent single evs that just won't be meta, but are fine, you know? Uh, like a mid game sort of pick. Uh, wing attack with aerial ace and payback are what you're looking for. It is a flying dark type Pokemon. So any love for for uh, Bombardier, Kyle, this Pokemon's growing on me and not just because I got the shiny, but as I learned more and looked at some art and stuff, I'm like, this is kind of a fun design. I'm of two minds. I think it's in flight animation makes it look great. And I'm like, oh, design wise, so good. But every other animation it has, it's idle animation, it's animation when it uses attacks and it like lets go of its pouch. Uh uh. Mm, no oh. i think it looks real bad what if it's when it's standing there with its pouch just open i think the artwork of it is great the animation for it is not that's a fair take i like think. the artwork if you go to bulbapedia for bombardier of it it's standing there with the pouch hanging down touching the floor fine good yeah but like in game not good yeah, I really liked seeing like packs of six of them spawn and they would fly like across areas in Kitakami, you know, it was pretty cool. Um, but I, I would agree with you. Yeah, I think, you know, using it in battle and stuff, it really accentuates the the weird transition from flying, fighting and stuff like that. And you're just like, oh, yeah. But overall, cool Pokemon idea. Good name. Bombardier. Yeah. Good name. name. Yeah. So that's it for Pokalore. Uh, and that means, Mr. Kyle, we're here once again. It's time for Poke Poll. So, last episode's Poke Poll was Imagine Pokemon Go did not have any shiny Pokemon. How would this affect your view of the game and how you play? First one's from Triptando, and they said, Not at all. For me, in Go, it's about stats over looks. 
I'd build a non-shiny hundo over a shiny 98 any day. I care more about the IVs for PvP. And to bust the myth, shinies don't do more damage. What? I didn't know that was a myth. It's a lie. As everyone knows, skins get wins, so therefore shinies have to also oh. do more damage. Okay, that makes sense. I'm I'm joking, of course. I don't want anyone to actually believe me there. That is that is a hundred percent a joke. <laughs> thank, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure someone out there is not taking the deadpan delivery. I'm sorry. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Next one's from Goose, and they said heavily affected. It was my first Pokemon game when it released. However, ever since I picked up a Switch. And every Pokemon game since Sword. In every game, I have shiny hunted a lot, which is now my main reason why I play Pokemon Go. However, I would play a non-shiny Pokemon Go. I would play for the community and raids to try and get Hundos as a backup collection and complete the Pokedex. Yeah, Yeah, good reasons. Very good reasons. Although, I like how it notes, yeah, but shinies are cool and that would stink still. Yeah. Yep. Next response from Littlest Sparkle, and they said, I demand every Pokemon have at least one costume. Fair demand. Yeah, can I have, if if there's like a random chance for a Pokemon to have a costume when I click on it, I might be more inclined than if it was just a shiny. <laughs> Not going to lie. Imagine like the, the absolute roll of the dice you do when you see a Pikachu. You're like, okay. <laughs> Which one's it going to be? <laughs> Next one's from Sarah Amanda, and they said, the chase for shiny Pokemon is a lot of what has kept me playing. I love doing field research because I can target specific Pokemon. I love hunting for Kecleon to see if it's shiny. Ooh, sorry. Yeah. I love getting spin tasks to see if it's shiny. I already got hundos of those, you know, but like what if the next one I get is shiny? What if the next one I get is a Shundo? True. Why do I keep fighting Rocket Crunts? On the prowl for shadow shinies, of course. I currently have 33 from rocket encounters and two from raids. That's oh my a god. God, a shadow shinies. Holy cow. What's your shadow, your rocket badges look like? Curious. Please, Sarah Amanda, what are you at? That being said, it's not like I need every shiny to enter my Pokedex as soon as possible. It's the opposite, actually. If I don't get the thing when it debuts or whatever, it's fine. It will make all future encounters with the Pokemon that much more exciting. Having things to do is fun. True. Very Those true. Those things you need to be fun, though, usually. Like this. I got to tell you, you know, that the, the Paldean seasonal research that we got, not the Master Ball one, not the Tyne one, but the Paldean Adventure one. Yeah. That has like the time gates in it. Yeah. I got to step five <laughs> and I almost threw my phone. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you just one, just one of them, and it's associated reward. And that encapsulates my feeling on pretty much the whole step. So this is one one spoiled task. I'm sorry for those at home. One of them is walk 80 kilometers. Uh Gives you 25 ultra balls. (laughs) 80 kilometers. I know it was free, but come on. Like... (laughs) can't even do like 10,000 experience. I don't know. Just something. You know, it doesn't have to be really good. It just has to feel remotely, relatively good. 
you know, like 50 ultra balls, 100 ultra balls for walking 80 kilometers. Yeah, 80 kilometers is the type of task that an average player is going to take between four and six weeks to do. Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. you know, a hardcore player, they'll do it in two weeks. They might do it in one, depending on their capabilities. Yeah. But or their professions or their professions. <laughs> That's right. Looking, Looking at you, Tyler. Mail carriers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just had to share because I, I got that. I was like, you're kidding me. <laughs> I no still way. need to earn 40 candies with my buddy. So I'm at bro, halfway, halfway point. Walk a pidgey, bro. Come I'm on. not cheating because it's not like I'm going to take not any cheating. You're not doing I, why do I want to walk a pidgey? Tell me why to walk a pidgey and do I'll walk have a like, pidgey. Do you have like a hundo Pidgeot or something? Do you have a hundo no. any Pokemon at that uh, candy? Uh, no. Okay. Well, then I got nothing. I don't think so. Is Bidoof a one kilometer? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you should walk him and find out. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, I have a Hondo Caterpie. That counts. Walk a Hondo Caterpie. Walk that bad boy. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, we're going to move on now. And the next response is from Venusy Prime, and they said, I feel like it'd make a lot of events substantially less interesting, like the Paldea event recently. The second I got the candy to be able to evolve the starters, the only thing I really tapped on every time were Lechonk, Weasel and Houndour for shiny checking, though they're also a pretty easy excellent, which helped. With that said, I'm glad we've never got into the grind for most shiny legendaries. They're a nice bonus on top of the XLs for species we want to power up. But even pre-remote raid nerf, I was glad to have no reason to go hard on things like the Lake Trio or Genesect. I like shinies where I can put them into a gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. It is kind of wild they still haven't made events for like legendaries to be in gyms and stuff. Because it's not like the gym system and the, the competitive nature of it. Like I know people are invested and they and they participate, but it doesn't like really truly matter in a meta sense. You know, it's not going to be game breaking if for a weekend you can throw legendaries in and then they like return the legendaries at the end of the weekend. Right. Like that would make sense. Well, we say this a lot, but I feel very strongly that it has got to be a verdict from Nintendo, from the game, from yeah, the Pokemon I, company. I think something about right. the exclusivity of legendaries and their special nature. And, you know, they generally only the like enemy leader in a Pokemon game has another legendary besides the trainer. Yeah. Like legendaries are not meant to be guard dogs for a building, right? They're yeah. Meant to be so, something like that. Cause I'm sure Niantic would love to, because being able to show off your Pokemon is a big reason that people, do stuff oh huge so, i mean think more about showing off of legendaries too. more yeah. raids done exactly yeah all right next one's from colton leo and they said if pokemon go ditched shiny pokemon it'd be like eating a pokeball shaped cookie and realizing there's no chocolate inside still tasty but missing that sweet surprise where else would we get our dopamine hits in monster hunter beating a monster hunt monster hunt <laughs> without getting hit yeah <laughs> magnifique <laughs> yeah no a hundred percent though uh good point next one's from modders and he said hello gents removing shiny mons from the game would mean a number of other aspects in pogo needed to be improved such as the raid mechanic pvp stability calm day structure hatching transparency and possibly the introduction of breeding to replace the superficial band-aid that the shiny encounter content gives us today. Don't get me wrong. 
I love the shiny hunt as much as the next trainer, but I do feel when all else fails, Niantic chuck us a new shiny to plaster over the cracks of the game. Loving your work as ever, chaps. Cheers. Boy, isn't that just like a fantastic metaphor <laughs> sometimes? Yes. Yes, it is. Definitely is. Oh, just paint over the mold. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> it, Modders, it's a great... I, I still owe you my uh, my egg hatching information for the, the fitness challenge. I haven't forgotten. I just haven't done it. Okay. <laughs> you have the screenshot. You just haven't posted it? Yeah. Well, that happens every single quarter. I like I do it like the first week, maybe two. And I'm like, okay, everybody, don't forget. And then I don't do it for like three weeks <laughs> for longer. Much but longer you take than a that. screenshot every week. Yeah, I do. I just you forget. Just don't to do post. The okay. Yeah. No, we're, yeah. I'm going to move on. I have nothing. You should. You, should. you refuse to be involved, so you can't have an opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> I do know better. <laughs> Only about you. I, have, I don't have an opinion about anyone else doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About you Chris, doing it. get it together. Get your act together. What are you doing? <laughs> All right. The next one comes in the form of an email from Slip Slimely. They said, hey, Chris and Kyle, Slip Slimely here. I wanted to chime in on this week's question. I will apologize as I broaden my response just a smidge for the sake of discussion. I will sincerely try to keep this brief as I've actually had incredibly long discussions with friends over this topic. Sorry if it ends up being lengthy. Firstly, I want to state that I believe that while Pokemon Go would overall have less players, I don't think we would see an insane decline. Why do I think this? Well, several reasons. Firstly, Pokemon Go caters to many types of players, PvP fans, dex fillers, community lovers, and shiny hunters. Arguably, dex fillers and shiny hunters make up the two biggest groups right now. Dex hunters are people who enjoy filling out their decks. Their daily goals are playing and getting new Pokemon at their leisure or otherwise, and enjoy watching their decks get close to 100%. Shiny hunters are those going out and doing tons of raids to get shiny rock rough or Gumi on day one, or are hard chasing new shinies as they release. In my experience, the more casual players fall into being dex fillers but a few absolutely love the thrill of hunting a new shiny from time to time and can sometimes become shiny hunters for a short while. All this to say, I think the most shiny hunters are typically veterans or more hardcore types that know what they're getting into and really work at this kind of thing. Why do I start with this? Well, that's where my second point comes in. Pokemon Go came out in July of 2016. At this time, the game had no shinies, yet we all remember how insanely popular the game was at launch. I mean, come on, we all call it the summer of Go for Pete's sake. Do you know when we got our first shiny Pokemon in-game? Much I'd love to hear your guess. The answer is in March 2017. It was Magic Carp. It was Magic Carp. That's eight months of this game being out and being the talk of the town without shinies. Why does this matter? Think of how many casual players we have. I'd be willing to argue that most of them are still playing in part because they keep adding new Pokemon and they get to hang out with friends while hunting and filling up that checklist. Shiny is just adding that tiny bit of dopamine over the joy of being with friends or watching their dex numbers go up. As for me, just keep adding costumes. I don't raid as my local communities are all but dead, but me and my friends love to go for walks together during community day, and my buds make sure to catch extra costumes in case I miss one. Oh, that's nice. I am so very genuinely sorry for the length of this email, but I've been hard pondering it for the last few days, and I wanted to share this trail of discussion with the lovely GoCast lads. Thanks for reading. Shiny vibes to all. Have a good one. So, yeah, this is a fantastic read. 
of the hypothetical situation. Oh, okay. Why do you think so? I think that make up a number because Pokemon Go is a huge game. Make up 100 million players. Just 100 million people open the game once a day. How many of them are opening the game because they want to get a shiny versus how many of them are opening the game because they want to see what spawned? Probably 99.9 to 1. Because they want to 99% of people that want a shiny or, or they just want to see what spawned? See what spawns. Yeah, but do they want to see what spawns because it could be shiny? No. Oh, I man. Yeah. think in my experience with the super casual people that I know, while they like shinies, some people don't even, they're not even on their radar. Like if they get a shiny, that's that's cool, but that's not why they're even opening the game. Unless it's specifically like a community day, which is uh, an exception, I think, to the discussion. Okay, so granted, right? But what this doesn't take into account is the effect that the chance could happen even subconsciously, like what that does to the mindset and the psychology of somebody that is playing, even if they're not actually looking for it. This is the kind of game where I have gotten this rush once or twice. And even though I don't know why I'm looking for it specifically, I'm playing more because of it. It happened like once or twice, right? Like having read this, I, I respectfully disagree. I look with, with, okay. with, with most of it. I do. I was out for community day this last week playing monster hunter while also playing go. Mm-hmm. And I saw a kid sitting on a bench and I happened to stop there to fight something in monster hunter. And so I was over, over listening to him cause he was on like a discord voice chat or something with a friend talking about Pokemon go. They weren't talking about how many shinies they got. They, they weren't talking about how much candy they had. They were just talking about, I caught a Pokemon. They were talking about the experience of playing the game itself. Sure. Despite the fact that the shiny is the actual goal of a community day for most people. And I, yeah, yeah. And I think that is a genuine microcosm of most people who play the game. I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I just don't think so. Cause like in the examples that are given here, it's like, you know, there are, there are two different types of people. There are dex hunters and people that are shiny hunters. Right. And sometimes they can be interchangeable, but largely they're, separate motivations right the thing with dex hunters are that they are one and done in all cases like unless they're hunting hundos in which case i would say is just like hunting a shiny it is Mm -hmm. interchangeable for the same reasons right yes so Uh i you know dex hunters don't really play all that long and won't be enticed to keep playing because there are such long stretches between new pokemon being added okay i log in there's the two new ones in the wild. I did the one raid for the brand new one, and now I'm done for three or four weeks. Well, but here's the here's the ultimate question, though, because I'm I'm saying that Slip Slimely is, is correct. I'm, I'm agreeing with what they're saying. Yeah. But the Dex Hunters aren't the one paying for the servers to be run. <laughs> no, they're not. That's that's the big deal. So I do think the Dex Hunters outweigh Shiny Hunters and anything of the like. A hundred to one, a thousand to one, whatever you want to make up your numbers for. But the shiny hunters are the ones who pay for raids. They pay for eggs. <laughs> they pay you your know. salary. <laughs> they they pay for research. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like, they do. yeah. Without shinies, and then by extension, without shiny hunters, 
this game looks very different and not just for lack of shinies. Yeah. And yeah, I think you're right. As what modders just said, without shinies, the whole thing, uh, every system would need to be redesigned from the ground up to actually. Yeah. Encourage people to play the game. I'm just so all I'm trying to say is I think that this might undersell the subconscious thing of shinies existing even if you don't care for them or aren't looking for them in particular it is still part of the play experience and especially if you have experienced it once or twice or whatever like that will affect your decision to continue playing your frequency of play your intensity of play etc um so yeah i don't know we definitely agree on that one part though that without shinies and then therefore shiny hunters super different environment right super super different yeah i 100 agree with that um but either way, whether or not I agree with all the points or not, this is a really good build out, like you said, of a hypothetical. Um, and so thanks. Thanks for the response. I'm smiling. Very good. So for this week's Pokepole, we have, in your opinion, what's the best way to introduce someone to Pokemon Go? Bonus points for a personal story. Take them to Larvitar Community Day in downtown Chicago. <laughs> That's also my personal story. <laughs> You probably had more than one person yeah, yeah, story yeah. like that, but well, that's, that was story. you. That's Kyle. <laughs> yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, I I had played before that. Yeah, so, but but you but, always talk about you're like that's the yeah. event where you're like, oh, I yes, get yeah. it. Like, if, wow. <laughs> if you're talking about absolutely first installation, it's got to be a community day. But a community day where you have curated the experience previously. You can't just be like, all right, we're just going to go out to the park. You know, No, I'm going to go out to this park. I know some of the people here. I know what this looks like. You're going to enjoy the area and you're going to like the game. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, somebody who maybe has only casually played like a little bit and you want to like try and hook them back in. I think we haven't had any good ones in a while, but a raid day is really really good a good raid day not a legendary raid day i'll say because we haven't had one in a long time does a lot of work i think and it's a great experience when you get to do it with friends yeah like a three star on foot in good weather where it's like you and like three of your buds right and you're the new shiny is out and you and you're able to knock out 10 in your local park or whatever is ideal yeah yeah would agree would agree um but anyway those are those are our answers uh, as much as mine was a cop-out it is a good answer so uh take that <laughs> uh if you would like to answer this week's pokeball question which is once again in your opinion what's the best way to introduce someone to pokemon go bonus points for a personal story you can of course answer that when you post it on the platform uh you know previously known as twitter twitter for me forever at GoCast podcast you can send us uh, a voicemail by calling to 262-586-7717. You can leave us an email by sending one to mail at gocastpodcast.com. Not email, just mail at gocastpodcast.com. Uh, if you're a patron of ours, we have a channel in our patron-exclusive Discord just for Pokepole answers. You can post there. If you're watching the video version on YouTube, yes, it does exist. Please so go uh, and subscribe. Uh, it would help us out a lot. Uh, you can answer in a comment there. And Lastly, if you are listening on the Spotify mobile app, you can interact with us via the Q&A feature there. I post the questions and then we can like approve of responses and pull them from the show, et cetera, et cetera. So if any of those appeal to you, please do. We'd love to hear from you. Awesome. 
but anyway, speaking of responses via emails and voicemails, Mr. Kyle, I know we're getting to the end of the show here, but like, could you help clarify? Like, where exactly are we? It's time for emails. Oh, that's right. And two voicemails. We got two voicemails. That's right. This first one is from Sarah Amanda. Hey, it's Sarah Amanda. Calling in Tuesday. On Wednesday. Tomorrow for me, but for y'all listening in the past. That is when the next official Wayfair Reviewing Challenge details will have been announced. Past me doesn't know all the details. I'm speculating based on the previous challenge. But anyway... Last challenge, there were reward tiers for doing 100, 250, or 500 challenge reviews. And the rewards were really, really good. Like, the top tier rewarded 5 upgrades for Wayfair and 2 super incubators for Pogo. Wow. How does it work? When reviewing nominations on the Wayfair website, a noticeable portion of your reviews will come from the featured countries, Italy, Germany, and France. The more reviews you do from the featured countries, the better your rewards will be. The challenge is only one week long, so if you're interested, hop on the review train today. If you're worried about reviewing stuff in another language, on the Chrome browser, if you right-click, there's a Translate to English option. Works on desktop and mobile until you close the browser, if I recall correctly. Anyway, just wanted to let you know, that is totally a thing going on right now. Also, just want to say, Monster Hunter Now! Like, guys! It is so good. I mean, I know Chris and Kyle knows. I mean, you other guys! It's so good! Monster Hunter is why I started listening to this pod got name dropped once and i was like these guys are kindred spirits maybe someday <laughs> even we can be monster hunter buddies and so um if you're not loving whatever the current bogo event is maybe give it a try i'm just saying peace sarah Amanda. true very Agreed. very true Agreed. Yeah. you can also play both in tandem if you've got a a plus plus device put it in your pocket spin some stops catch some pokemon and monster hunt and also, we talked about this a bit, Kyle, but like the the way that Monster Hunters spawn work is that you can clear out an area and then have to wait. And so might as well play Pogo during that time. On top of that, just to sell Monster Hunter even more, it uses a more of a stamina system like other mobile games versus resources like Pokeballs. So if you run out, if you get KO'd in a fight, you just can't play for about 40 minutes. Eh, 40 minutes for full health like 15 minutes if you want to fight something with really low health so you can play until you have had bad time and then play pokemon go that's what i did for community day it was great that's right yeah and if you you can take advantage of the the age-old strategy if i don't get hit i don't take damage uh then you can play for a long time Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyway we said enough about monster hunter and here we are anyway sarah amanda (laughs) (laughs) Looking forward to hopefully hunt some monsters with you in the future. That'd be cool. Um, our other voicemail is from Pepper is Found. Hello, guys. This is Pepper is Found, and it has been a minute since the routes have been a feature, so I would like to share my thoughts on them regarding what I have done so far with them. Here we go. So Niantic clearly wants this to be a big new feature. They want us to care, but it feels like at best, it's a small, nice, unfinished update, and at worst... Well, I don't know what it is for worst, but for a best, that's not looking too hot. To sum it all up, from where I'm standing, I don't really see what the points of routes are. Sure, there are bonuses, but whether you do a route or just walk the same path and not do a route, it feels the exact same. So here are my specific issues with the system. Number one, the route menu is way out of the way and it is too easy to forget about. It is just out of sight and out of mind. 
And if this was such a big feature Niantic wanted it to be, there should be an overworld reminder that certain stops and gyms are part of a route. Maybe a small flag on the top of them, the same color as the badge associated with the route. The most popular one or the most walked one would get priority. Or maybe when you spin a stop in a gym, there can be a pop-up or maybe a button similar to the scan a Pokestop button, prompting to check out, hey, there are routes associated with this mm -hmm. stop. The list of routes should not only exist in the in-your-area menu. Heck, the raids in your menu is now obsolete thanks to Campfire, technically. My mm -hmm. second issue is with the Zygarde cells. You guys have mentioned it before, Niantic should either give us the cells or not. This hunting them down is bad for so many reasons, but my biggest gripe is how small and easy to miss the cells are. It is so yeah. easy to miss while playing in even the most ideal conditions, never mind having bad vision or playing outside where even the max screen brightness is still too low to really see what you're looking at. In my opinion, they should maybe have a route-specific Pokemon spawning on routes, maybe an event, maybe it's a new spawn. And they should be spawning pretty generously. Generously, that should be the gimmick. And then at the end of the route, it is your buddy who finds the cell or not. It could be a bonus heart, and you don't have to feed your bunny, buddy to get it, but it would increase the odds of finding the cell. Lastly, but certainly not least, in fact, I think this is the most doable, I just want my badge menu to not be broken. I just want it to update when I finish a route. I just want to know how many people <laughs> have done the route that I specifically made. Come on, Niantic. I want the text not to be horizontal. You can do this. I believe in you. Anyways, that's my call. Thanks for listening. Sorry for the long voicemail. Amazing. No, real, really good feedback on routes. Really good feedback. So, Kyle, you were like, what are you talking about at the end? The text, it'll show uh, community trips and like a number when you look at a route in its details. If you like submitted one right, you can see how uh -huh. many people have walked it. And then it'll say your trips and how many times you've done it on the right. But sometimes your trips will be in a vertical stack of one character long each. Your trip top to bottom and it screws up the entire menu makes it look really really bad um and there is no reason for that so that's what they were getting at next time Got i see it i'll take a picture Lord. i'll send it to you okay. so you can see it yeah that's just ridiculous it, there is no reason for <laughs> it <laughs> no breaking? come on <laughs> Oh, dude, just add it to the list. I didn't bring it up this week, but in the in the articles, we had again raids not being capitalized in one article and raids <laughs> being capitalized in another. <laughs> and I just didn't have it in me today. <laughs> so. Anyway, really good voicemails. Thank you both very, very much. Appreciate you both. Um, great. And so we've got also got a handful of emails that we're going to read. I'm gonna do the first one here. This one is from Brian, and they said, hey, gentlemen, a couple things about routes. Yeah, I guess let's keep it topical, more routes. First, I saw a comment on Twitter slash X about how loop routes won't distribute a Zygarde cell. Is this true? I've seen that too. Um, I think it's sort of like a confirmation bias where it's like people aren't waiting long enough for the cells or they're doing too short of routes or, you know, they're, they're getting kind of jerked around by routes itself because it's not working as intended. And so jumping yeah. to conclusions, there is no, th there is no like clarified confirmed. Oh yeah. Loop routes do and, or, or don't, it just is not working as intended. So I, I wouldn't, I don't think we can say one way or the other really. There's a lot of theories like you can only get three cells per day from a route. You can only get one cell per day from a route. Circular 
routes do work. Circular down routes don't work. There's a bunch of theories right now, but it is too soon, especially with we know for sure it's not working 100% and that they're working on it. Um, it's I think it's too soon for us to make hard and fast rules, right? But good, yep. really good question. Um, secondly, a story. Uh, last week, my family traveled to a family reunion in Wyoming, and over the years, my son and I have been responsible for 90% of the submissions in the town. While walking our dog, we went around and started knocking out the gyms. But to our surprise, the gyms were taken back quickly. <sighs> Two players found us and asked if we had the ability to create routes. And I told them I could create one. They mapped out where they wanted one and I walked it. It took, uh, it took four hours to go live. Wow, that's wow. really fast. That's exceptional. That's huge. There must have been nothing for miles. And they're like, oh, here's a hot spot. Okay, you'll get in there. Uh, they found me again and asked me to create another one. My son then noticed that he had access to route creation. I created one more and my son created four. All but one went through after two days. That's still really, really good. Yeah, that's exceptional. Yeah. And finally, an update. I wrote earlier about trying to get my wife to catch me a comfey while in Hawaii. Remember the, the, the <laughs> yeah. vacation? Oh, yep, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, sadly, she never caught one, but she and her friends were happy about catching 27 oh. lotads, which they thought were super cute. That's, oh, that's great. So that's great. Sorry. No, it's that's good. Low tads are awesome. <laughs> the good news was that she had two stops at her hotel and swiped them daily and brought back 20 gifts from Hawaii. And now I've got the ocean pattern Viv- uh, Vivian. Small victories. Hope you were living your best lives, Brian. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, I got good news for you. Worlds is going to be in Hawaii this uh, upcoming year. So hopefully somebody you know will get a confet and bring it back for you. Uh, that place, you know. So, yeah, hopefully. 27 Lotet's cool. They're great. I think they're adorable. <laughs> Thank you for the email, Brian. Appreciate it. Next email is from Mythic, and they said, Hey, Chris and Kyle, it's Mythic again. I wanted to write in to tell you that I'm officially not just a casual Pokemon Go player. Recently, I had a soccer injury and have to use crutches for a while. It was a bummer because I was planning on going out to a local park and walking around a lake to hopefully shiny hunt the new Lechonk shiny. The Paldea event has formed the semi-hardcore Pokemon Go player in me. (laughs) On the second day of the event, I was at our church's 10th anniversary, so we were there mostly all day. When I woke up, I checked Pokemon Go, as I would normally, and clicked on Lechonk. I couldn't believe my eyes. My first Pokemon of the day was a shiny Lechonk. Oh, and you're it really awake. made up for the crutches. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I bragged all my friends as one would and then went to church. When I was there, my friend caught a shiny Hoppip. He told me we were tied on shinies for the day, which was not true because Hoppip was boosted odd shiny, but I went along with it. <laughs> yeah, that's the hardcore. That's the hardcore <laughs> response. Right. There. See, there don't, you go. Don't let them have an inch. Be like that kid that Kyle squished his dreams at GoFest <laughs> years ago. It was six years ago. Okay, it's six years ago. <laughs> we haven't told that story in a while. Do you want to? You want to cover no. it? Really quick? <laughs> <laughs> there was there was somebody that was very happy about a shiny they got, and they might have been a younger trainer. And then Kyle was like, "Yeah, we've all got like six of those." <laughs> It was like the shiny Plusland Minum, too, yes, which we were all yes. really annoyed at catching. Everybody on, on the face of the planet was annoyed with those shinies at that time, except for that one kid. And you're like, no, you we sure. suffer together or we don't suffer at all. Anyways. <laughs> uh, not even two minutes later, I caught the same shiny with better IVs. There you go. Yeah, see, there you go. 
A few days later, I had my first chase after a Pokemon on the nearby. It was the end of the Paldea event, just a few hours away from the ending. I was still on crutches and at my church when I saw a Nimble on the nearby. You might think, oh, it's just a Nimble. But somehow, I still hadn't gotten my low kicks dex entry. So I ran. And by ran, I mean went as fast as I could on crutches to get to a Pokestop not too far away. I was going across the front lawn of our church and didn't notice the upcoming hole in the ground. I looked at my phone and clicked on the Nimble and fell. I hit the ground so hard that I almost accidentally threw my master ball at it. But I ended up catching it and everything was okay. So there's my story on how I advanced from being casual. Oh, yeah. I recently got my first best buddy, my Hundo Mewtwo. Okay, well. well, Yeah, you can't have a Hundo Mewtwo and be like, yeah, I'm casual. Yeah. (laughs) No big deal. Yeah. Just did one raid. It's fine. (laughs) One one raid. One raid. (laughs) One and done for this type of stuff. Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, yeah no that's great that is awesome i so i love how uh it was the uh because hop was boosted odd shining it wasn't equal is a very elite response and then afterwards being like and i got the same shiny but it was even better than theirs is like an even more elite <laughs> response yeah a hundred percent yeah good stuff good good stuff uh thank you very much mythic appreciate you sharing that with us it's really cool um, and we are uh, we got another email here. This one's from Chowry. Hello, Chowry again. I have a theory. Maybe it's Corey. I don't know. I, we didn't we didn't get it, we didn't get correct us though correct. for that wrong. I know. So you got to confirm if we had it right. Let's go with Chowry. Okay. Would uh, would like to share an update on my progress. I got two hundred Rayquaza from GoFest. Best buddy shiny and hundred percent are now level fifty. It took nice. 900,000 dust out of my start in 1 million, highest I've ever gotten. Hunched a hundo Jangmo-O and wasn't patient enough nice. for a future Jangmo-O. Uh, calm day. That's crazy already. <laughs> Oddish was everything but. Hundo Bellsprout was the highlight there. Shiny <laughs> Oddish was caught. But dex number 420 was the MVP of the day. Very, very true. Uh, Genesect raid hour didn't go very well. Uh, returning from it now, writing this. I'm now 080 on shiny eligible Genesect, but I don't mind. Legendary beasts, shiny eligible Guzzlord and Darkrai are all visible in the distance. That's that's good attitude to have. Buddy progress. I'm working on my second of two hundo level 50 Meowskarada. Both traded. One went lucky. Recipients both got 98 Sprigatito. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That might be the craziest thing you're sharing here. (laughs) What? That's really good. Really good. You took them both to 52? Dedication. That's wild. Uh, uh, Season kicking off fantastically for me. Hope you guys, uh, hope your guys's is as good or better. Uh, hundo vibes all i will not be apologizing for the mediocre length of this email nor my excessive use of parentheses Ciao. <laughs> valid hey yeah we like parentheses here you're in good company that's fine oh uh, that's wow what a what a cv of achievements for the like the past month or two like whoa <laughs> that's crazy the hundo jangmo is really really something to be proud of I yeah think. yeah Good on you. Good on you. Very, very cool. And thanks again for sharing. Yeah. All right. And our last email is from Artemis Dragon. And they said, hello again, gents. Artemis Dragon here. And I wanted to ask if you guys could restate some of your suggestions on how PVE could become better as you've done in the past. I personally can't stand how it's become such a boring, and in many cases, an overhyped experience. Shadow raids and elite raids. 
Rest in peace, right, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> Elite raids where? Yeah. Were recently added, but they don't seem very popular. The ready button is almost perfect and was a good addition, but we're still long overdue for a real raid update here, my dudes. Some ideas of mine would be green, yellow, and red color markers that highlight Pokemon in your storage while in a raid lobby. Green means your Pokemon has super effective charge moves, yellow for neutral damage, and red for not very effective, a.k.a. do not use. I know plenty of folks who still don't have a single raid party saved that would appreciate this. Guilty. I I have, like, one raid party that I delete sometimes and make a different one. I have, like, six, but they're very outdated. I made I, them, like, three years ago. I think I have one currently, and it was an ice party to use for Mega Rayquaza raids. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's a missed opportunity. Scheduled weekend raids with shortened timers at parks during three-hour events. We're all there playing. Why not boost the popular raids, too? And with Campfire campfire being available now, it would be easy to know where everyone will be thanks to the meetup feature. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I agree. I mean, I, we've talked about timers being a problem in the past. And every single time it's shortened for any event, we're always like, why isn't this with every event? So, yeah, we would 100% yeah. agree with you. Yeah. Another idea, which I've mentioned before, have premium and freemium raid bosses. Pokemon such as Turtonator and Esper and the top tier five stars would be your premiums. Why is Esper a premium? Anyway, anyway. Pokemon that's you know. <laughs> Pokemon that spawn and anything else, depending on popularity, would be free to engage until you've hit the daily cap of X number of raids. Like we have 25 battles in GBL. You can use any Pokemon you want for freemium raids, but if you select sub 3000 CP Pokemon, you'd get different items like incubators and lures for defeating a three star. Oh. And the same rewards for defeating a one star with sub 500 CP picks. Oh, okay. So like a hardcore mode or a, like a high deliberately challenging yourself, like the mission of beat a go rocket leader with sub 2,500. Yeah. CP. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that idea. First off, a fantastic idea. Raids are a great feature, but Niantic really needs to touch things up by a lot for the sake of all these bench warmers we have lying around. There's a group of people out there right now that are itching to have a reason to level 50 their Shundo Toxicroak or Perfect IV Absol just for kicks and giggles. Totally not talking about myself here. Okay, I do have Hundos for both, but no Shundos. LOL. <clears throat> anyway, sorry, but not sorry. Cheers. P.S. Shout out to the gentleman via voicemail on episode 252 who lost 75 pounds. That is phenomenal. Yes, and we'll say again, that is phenomenal. Yes, yep. absolutely. Okay, so this is going to be the last time I mention this on this episode. But Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter now. <laughs> it is never going to happen because Nintendo and the Pokemon Company are their own beast. Mm -hmm. But it is so fun to like fight something in Monster Hunter. And it's not fun to do that in Go. Like plain and simple. That's what kind of needs to be changed. And I don't know what you do that satisfies the Pokemon formula to make it better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because you look at it and there's tapping and there's swiping for dodging just like Monster Hunter and yet so wildly different, right? Yep. Um, and so I think it's a lack of punishment and go and a lack of being able to do well. 
You know? Yeah, and also it's a small thing. There's no feedback in Go. You don't know you're doing anything mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. It's all neutral. There's no give and take for you hitting them, hitting you, that kind of stuff. Damage numbers would be nice. Yeah. And I think barring a complete rework of the entire system, a rework of the way that gyms and eggs interact, I think, is something that would really benefit the system. As mentioned, raid timers is a huge deal. Why are we still waiting for eggs? Why is that the thing six years on now? Five years since it launched? I don't remember. Especially now. for ones and threes. They yeah. should just be there. Just just show up. Just yeah. the egg for legendaries and five stars and megas to a lesser extent, I suppose. That's fine to have a timer. One and three don't need a timer. Five minutes, it, maybe. Yeah. Maybe five minutes. Why am I waiting 45 minutes for an egg to hatch? It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I think I those mean, are the biggest opportunities for raids. So the only thing with that is if you're going out and you're like, oh, I'm trying to hit a bunch of raids and you're like, okay, this one's hatching in 20 minutes. This one's hatching in 25, 30, 35, 36, 40, 41, right? You can plan out a route around that, right? Mm -hmm. But that could just be substituted with them just being available. And so then you're not, you know... Just have more raids. Into... Just, just have more raids show up. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. You either make more money from people using raid passes or people have better opportunities to do the raids. The only counterpoint to that is that it blocks out gym related activities, right? But they're great. It doesn't matter. That, that doesn't I mean, I matter. agree, but this is where <laughs> I think it needs to be fixed, revitalized, separate the features. In that regard, uh -huh. they can still be connected, but you should still be able to take over a gym while a raid is happening. Who, we don't do team bonuses anymore. Like, who cares about that? Mm -hmm. what, what what are we fighting over here? It'd be really cool if during the raid, it kept track of which team did this much damage over the course of that raid being in there. So even over the course of multiple raid instances. Mm -hmm. And then like after the raid is done, okay, the next raid that, that's here. The team that did the most damage in the last raid has a benefit here for the next raid, you know, like mm -hmm. that'd be cool. Yeah. I just, there are, I think these are just some spitballing ideas that really shows there is potential for increasing engagement with raids, which yeah. is the primary thing that needs to happen. Raids need to be engaging. 100%. And that engagement, while it is passable, especially live events, that engagement is talking to everybody else around you and just having a nice time. Um, that, that really ignores a lot of people that don't come to live events that can't make it to live events that only play with three or four people in their area and they're usually busy. So they do solo play like those, those trainers should not be disregarded. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're all on the same page. It needs an overhaul, just like gyms need an overhaul. Perhaps they could be related. That'd be really cool. I'd like that. <laughs> All right. But anyway, thank you very much for the email, Artemis Dragon. And thank you again to everyone for their emails and voicemails. Y'all are the best. If you would like to send us an email, just like these uh, these fine folks did, you can by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. If you'd like to send us a voicemail, you can do so by calling 262-586-7717. You can also email in a voice file or send it to me via Discord, whatever you like. Uh, we, we'll make it work. No, no worries there. Um, beyond that, you can visit our website for all things GoCast Podcast at GoCastPodcast.com. 
Don't forget to check out PvP Corner. Follow us on the platform previously known as Twitter. It's still Twitter at GoCast Podcast. We've also got a Threads account. I need to start posting stuff there again. Uh, GoCast Podcast. And then if you'd like to help support the show monetarily, even as little as a dollar a month, please check out our Patreon. It helps us do a lot of stuff here, like you know, support live events, things, do the the pin handouts that we do, and upgrade our stuff. All that, everything you can imagine. It really is uh, possible because of our patrons. Uh, and that's via Patreon. That's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash GoCast podcast. And speaking of patrons, shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons. Kyle, you asked for it. It's your turn. All right. Shout out to elite trainer patrons. Bo, Daniel, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Arkham, Marvin, Amimi, Swartz, Thayer, Justin, Jason, Charles, Matters, Lee, William, Brandon, Ethan, Steven, Nick, Kelvin, our favorite listener, Drew, Two, Camo, The Ugly Rock, Jacob, Victoria, Salor. Sarah Lore. I'm sorry, I mispronounced the last one. You got it. You you pushed it out. That, wow, nice, nice. Work. I can. I think I can do like six more names, and then okay. it's absolute limit. You heard it. Let's get more elite patrons in there, and let's let's tire <laughs> Kyle out. <laughs> this is our new fundraiser. It's, let's make it so that we can't do it anymore. <laughs> awesome. Well, if you'd like to help support the show non-monetarily because it ain't in the cards for you, or you've already done it, and you're like, how else can I help out, help out these guys? Uh, that would be in the form of a review. Please leave one wherever they are available to leave. We've gotten three since the last time we had reviews to talk about. This first one is from a guy who plays Roblox. I guess so. It's titled, Hello! Uh, and they said, always wanting to ask you guys one really important question. What is your personal favorite Pokemon? We get this every once in a while. Kyle, I think we mentioned yours every single episode. What's your favorite Pokemon? <laughs> Is hang on, hang on. If you watch the video, I'm wearing a shirt. Uh, is Gengar? It's Gengar. <laughs> it's Gengar. Um, and mine is Cyndaquil. Although I could make a good pace, uh, a good case for Scyther as well. Yeah. So thank you for the review. Appreciate it. This next one is from Rift underscore Games one two three four five, and it's titled A Shundo Podcast. And they said I've been watching for a couple of months now, and I've loved every episode. Chris and his glass half full vibe, and Kyle, well. Not so much, but we love you, Kyle. Fish and DeFi <laughs> give us all the knowledge, so I'm PvP ready. Props to them. You overall make such a friendly community that is open for anyone to join, even rural players who have no stops on the nearby, like me. I like the way you critique new features and events, with Chris being all about the silver lining and Kyle finding anything bad possible. Anyways, I love the show, and I hope you keep the episodes rolling. <laughs> You you bet. You bet. We do have a good balance here. We take pride in that. Uh, so we're, we're happy that you enjoy it. Uh, and this last review is from Joe Mama 88203077. And <laughs> it's titled, This is the best podcast for Pokemon info in a way, in a fun and entertaining way. And it reads, Hello, Chris and Kyle. I just started playing Pokemon Go on Squirtle Community Day Classic in July, and I found your podcast the same day. You have helped me stay interested in Pokemon Go and love the format that makes it both informative and fun to listen to. Shiny vibes all. Now, uh, sorry for the review. <laughs> I think they meant to say sorry for the long review. Please don't be <laughs> sorry for the review. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, thank you very much for the review, Joe Mama. Appreciate it. Um, all right, Kyle. Last thing we got to do here is set some goals, and then we can kiss two fifty three goodbye. So, yep. What do we have ahead of us? What's happening? There's the hatch day this weekend, right? And it's and uh, out and play out to out play. play out to play. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, so 
I need to make sure I get my daily streaks. I was actually doing really good before Monster Hunter came out. <laughs> it's uh, a shame. It's so good. <laughs> it, it is almost a shame. It's but tragic. like. <laughs> I, oh God, we were so ready for it to be bad. Like, I oh was no. so ready to be so disappointed. Oh, no, this is exceptional. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, I don't have time <laughs> for this. Uh, so daily streaks. I want to make sure I get them. Uh, okay. I want to do the time research for the out to play. And I want to make sure I do my mega progress. Uh, hopefully I can get my mega Gardevoir pretty close to being able to use for the Guzzlord raids. I want to try and solo one or maybe oh. maybe duo with my girlfriend or something. So, yeah, that's a that's a cool goal. I think I'm going to copy you next week when we or not next week, but the week after or even beyond yeah, that. It's the when, first week in October when Guzzlord comes so, out. So. Yeah, I'm going to try soloing too. That's yeah, a cool that'll be one. next week. We haven't had a challenge like that in a while. So you got to take advantage. You know, that's cool. Uh, for myself, shiny Hisui and Growlithe in any way possible. Just at least one, please. I'd like more, but one would be cool. At least 50 eggs, but I think between the out-to-play event and the, with the shiny Growlithe um, in eggs and things like that and the Azrael Hatch Day, I'll probably do more than that. And then speaking of Azrael Hatch Day, I'd like to hatch at least five shiny Azrael. So we'll see how that goes. Cool. All right, everybody. That means that it's... it's time for us to go so thank you very much for tuning in and listening all the way through if you did it helps us out a lot we appreciate you and we'll see you next week for episode 254 until then shiny vibes get your pokemon <laughs> do the thing yeah <laughs> hunt some monsters you really should um and bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.